Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of Beyond the Dumbbells. This is the next episode. <laughs> so we're not talking about the next episode. We're talking about this one. This is welcome to the current episode. Welcome to another. Another. Another episode. This is... We, we need to sort this out. <laughs> <laughs> one day. Well, so today we got um, a fantastic idea about how people should actually approach health and fitness and why it doesn't really catch on. Mm -hmm. So the conversation is going to take us. Um, we've worked around motivation a lot of times. We've worked around mindset a lot of times. The more we get exposure to clients, the more we're taught and you know our experiences are going to evolve our ability to communicate. Um, it's going to change our concept of what's important and what isn't. Mm -hmm. And we meet people, clients, at different stages in their life where fitness, health, medical requirements, they all hit them at different times, mm -hmm. which means every person that comes to us is at a different priority. Fitness is a different priority. Um, it's a different commitment level. Everybody comes with something different, and we try to deliver a consistent starting point mm -hmm. with a reasonable midway, with a hopeful outcome. Right. It's different for everybody. Oh, yeah. And people come in, too, with different information, different ways of doing things, different ideas on how certain things will work for them. So we've gotten miseducated. We've gotten educated. I mean, there's been, I like the, the challenge that people bring because everybody is not the same. Oh, God bless you. I, I don't know if I do. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into this um, with a, hopefully a little bit of a demonstration of compassion. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's going to be some frustration <laughs> and hopefully a, a, a path where we try to come up with a way out. Mm -hmm. So client X comes into the shop. Um, or we meet them online or we right. meet them in a position where they have communicated that they are struggling or have struggled. Mm -hmm. Um, anyone that is dealing with weight over an extended period of time, it's always there. Right. We talked about, um, in one of the earlier shows about how your time is robbed because you're focused on how your clothes fit how you look, what the scale says. It's an ever present thing. It's almost like a schizophrenic personality that's stuck in your brain telling you you're overweight, that you need to diet, that you need to train hard, that you need to do all these things. Mm -hmm. And it robs us because it takes your time. Time's already too short for most of us. So when we talked about if you can overcome these mental hurdles and obstacles and get into a position where you feel good and love yourself, you get that time back, the fidgeting, right? Mm -hmm. And your focus changes. Mm -hmm. Whether it's guys or gals, older or younger, there's there's two, there's one constant, and that is either if you're coming with a true desire to change, right? You cannot continue on with your previous lifestyle <laughs> into the new lifestyle and mm -hmm. expect a different result, right? This is where my frustration level starts to pop. My lifestyle is much more rigid than most people that I know. Other gym owners, other trainers. Most of them, they live the same kind of cray-cray lifestyle mindset that we have. Mm -hmm. Most regular civilians, I'll call them civilians, they don't. And they don't understand it because of media and because of bro science and because of fads mm -hmm. and because of grandma and oh, mom yeah. and all the damage that, you know, friends and family have done to us. Oh, yeah. And being bombarded with, uh, like you said, the main thing is the fads all over social media that's like, you know stop dieting and you know basically it's like do whatever you want and then when there's an event or whatever I've got a way to tighten you up real quick it isn't the way that we live is not typical at all 
and we're stuck trying to because everything we do is by example. Mm-hmm. I would never ask somebody, you can't go out every weekend and crush beets, pizza and beer and live a healthy lifestyle and expect that there won't be some consequences on the back end. Right. I live the way I do so that I can stand in front of somebody and say, you need to do these things if you mm-hmm. want that result. And not to be a hypocrite about it, I'll do it first. Oh, and, yeah. and you and I will show people this yes. is what it looks like. Yep. We still drink beer. Mm-hmm. We still eat food when we want to. Mm-hmm. Um, there is accommodations to our lifestyle that we'll interrupt our normal patterns to enjoy something for a moment. Right. It's not meant for you to keep crushing bad things all the time. You're like, well, this is life and this is living and this Mm -hmm. is, you know, I have the right to be happy. If that were the case, you would never worry about your weight. No. And if let's say you go your entire life and you're just like, you know what? I love who I am. I'm, I'm beautiful. That's awesome. The doctor's going to catch you. Your goal is to live a healthy lifestyle that, treats your body right mm-hmm. because you're living the way you want to and it's all about being happy and you know do what makes you happy may do what makes you smile that's that's another thing that we live with in our culture right now is you do what makes you happy oh yeah and the other big thing too is the well everything in moderation and i was talking to somebody the other day and they said you know even moderation needs to be done in moderation that's and brilliant. I was like what a brilliant way to put it but people are like moderation and i was it's like but you're, it's almost like a talking out of both sides of your mouth. So it's like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this because it's in moderation. And then it's, but I hate myself. And I'm going to, you know, go and I'm going to go and binge and eat and drink all weekend. And then I'm going to wake up on Monday morning, eight pounds heavier, and I'm going to hate myself. But everything in moderation. I'm going to take some notes. <clears throat> because there's, there's some things that are going to come out of this that are hitting, hitting my mind now. Mm-hmm. We all believe most people believe that they're doing enough. I think if you went up to somebody, unless they were excessively overweight or their doctor came out and said, oh, look, you're diabetic now, right. then it's obviously out of your hands. But when I talk to somebody and their comment is, oh, I eat clean. Yes. I eat clean. I'm good. Yes. You know, I, I only, I have family members who know damn well they shouldn't be drinking. Right. That are still following that. Well, my doctor said I could have two, two drinks a day. Right. Yeah, dude two five ounce drinks a day, not two 12 ounce glasses a day of wine or, you know, you're doing, everyone takes a piece of fact. They distort it to suit their needs. They go to bed at night thinking that they're good to go. Yes. And the first step, and I'm going to write this, I'm going to write this down because I want to make sure that I put this on, uh, I'm going to take this in a social media post as well. You have to assess your current situation. Yes. And it is a moment where you sit there as if you're talking to your best friend or you're in a room where nobody's going to hear you. No one's going to know any better. And you start talking truth to yourself. Mm -hmm. And it goes something like this. I hate the way I look. Mm. I hate it. I tell tell the world I like that I'm happy, that I I like that my clothes are getting bigger, that I I have sleep apnea now, that my sex drive is gone. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. That's the lie people tell themselves. What you need to do in complete privacy, because no one else needs to know your vulnerabilities, is that you need to say, I'm really not happy. I'm not. Because society is going to tell you love who you are, but they don't know lack of sex drive, lack of focus, brain fog, crappy relationships, crappy job, crappy commute, clothes that don't fit. You going to bed upset or fearful of what the scale's going to say in the morning. Right. But you lie to yourself. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. We all do it. We're all like, oh, I'm good enough. I'm good enough. But your first piece is self-assessment. And you need to take a real freaking hard look at yourself and be like, where's my line in the sand where mm-hmm. I will not do- go this? Right. It doesn't have to be perfect. Nobody says that you've got to come up with a laundry list of things that you dislike about yourself and be like, these all need to disappear. 
cut them all down by a quarter. Find something where it's like, all right, I'm going to at least stem the progress, the progress that I'm going in the wrong direction. I at least want to slow that down. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a 105 pound, five foot ten female that you know on a knuckleheaded cover of uh, some stupid magazine to be happy. That's not realistic. Mm-hmm. But you know yourself where you want to be. Right. You've got role models that you followed growing up. You were a teenage athlete or you were uh, you know, athletic or just active in your 20s or whatever it was. You know what you're capable of and you're not there now. Mm-hmm. Don't write it off that it's age. Oh, well, I'm 40-something now, so I guess this is no- it's not normal, dude. And I had a conversation the other day with somebody. Tony Horton was one of the, is the only guy that I knew at that age that made me look at myself and say, I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I never do care about what other people are. I am always good at my age because I know my history. I know my injuries. I know my struggles. I know where I'm, I've come to a spot where I know what my boundaries are. But when I met somebody that was uh, 13, 14 years older than me, and he destroyed me at some <laughs> basics, right? His lifestyle was on point. His body was strong. Um, he could do things that I couldn't. In that moment, I saw where I could make improvements, And most people don't have that role model anymore because they're looking at their peers and they're looking at each other saying, I'm good enough because I'm better than that person. Well, your role model is just as flawed as we are. Of course. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. How do you see it as far as from the female perspective? I'm looking at it genderless, but you have more conversations with women. They open up more to you, obviously, than they do me. Right. I think the biggest thing with women is that we are, it's almost like a torture of if you're happy with where you are, um, it's almost like you shouldn't be. So you could, you could be one of those people that actually sits down and has a conversation with yourself that's honest, that's like, you know what, I really do. I feel confident in who I am. My doctor said I'm doing great. You know, I love, I love what I look like in clothes, out of clothes. I understand what, you know, moderation really does mean. I can and enjoy myself a little bit more on the weekends and know I can bounce right back. But for a lot of women, I would say it's, let's say you like your weight, then it starts the next thing. Well, I just had this funny conversation with um, two women at our gym about microblading. So getting eyebrows done. And one of the girls had said, well, what happens if you do it? And then those eyebrows aren't in anymore. And it was such a fun, like, it was such a honest reaction that I was like, oh my gosh, we have eyebrow shapes that go in and out. Women also have body types that go in and out. That's true. And some men do now, the dad bod, but that was the first, that was the first thing that came out that was not this image of a ripped man. For women, at some point, the pear shape's popular. And at other points, what are you thinking of? You need to look like, I swear Kate Moss was one of the thinnest models that ever existed. It was popular. Yep. But that was, you have to look like a waif or now you need to have a little weight or now thick thighs, thick thighs save lives. You know, there's all these. So I think for women, rather than a lot of us just kind of accepting, I'm not going to look like a body ever who's five foot two. I'm five, eight and a half. So for me to look at somebody who's five, two and be like, God, I wish I had their body. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Nor am I going to look like an 18 year old girl who's five foot eight and a half. Like we're all just so different. So it's this very warped. So people, 
we've covered this too on previous shows where we're saying that you, make sure you're attaching your hopes to something that's realistic. Absolutely. Don't try to gauge your success or failure. And you're talking about trying to capture a body image. So if you've got a magazine picture in your mm-hmm. motivational space, whatever mm-hmm. it is, your bathroom or your <laughs> your garage, <laughs> but you're like, that's why I'm going to the gym today. Right. That's what I'm going to hold on to. And when I hit that, I'm going to be happy. And that's exactly what I want my external self to look like. Mm-hmm. But it's an apple and an orange. Yeah. Or it's a, completely it's a banana different. and an apple. You know, oh, it's, yeah. it's really off. Oh, I've always said it's like a vegetable and a piece of fruit. Like it's just so completely different. But... It's, I think, our, I think women's role models are often very unrealistic. Tony Horton is an amazing role model for men because his body and his lifestyle is quite realistic. It's not like he grew up with tens of millions of dollars where he had, you know, people making his food and he had this kind of trainer. And I mean, he, he created himself from mm-hmm. what his story says. And his body has always been achievable. I think in my opinion, some of the women CrossFit's done it a little bit. Some of those women it's, it is achievable. You look and it's like, well, they're putting in a lot of time into their training and they're eating really, really well. And finally, we're not either a pear shape or a stick figure. If a female is comparing themselves to a professional female CrossFitter, that's as bad as saying you want to look like Kate Moss. Absolutely. Because now you're trying to, it's not that the body isn't capable, it's the work it took to get there yes. that made it happen. Yes. You got six to eight hours a day to train mm-hmm. and you've got nothing but time on your hands. You can oh, yeah. absolutely look that way. But you've got an hour a day, maybe three, four days a week. Maybe. And that is it. Okay. Right. So you, you're not going <laughs> to, you're not going to paint the Sistine Chapel mm-hmm. one hour a day. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So you're getting into even the female potential. I see that with CrossFit, the potential Mm -hmm. because all women can build traps, great shoulders, put on muscle, Mm -hmm. absolutely doable, but you're not going to look like Thor's daughter. You're not going to look like some of these girls that are, they're they're brick shit houses. They're they're bigger than dudes that I know. Exactly. Briggs, Sam Briggs with her freaky biceps. Oh my God. You're amazing. So don't map yourself out to something that's ridiculously fit either, let alone the, 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 the genetic formation of that person, the height, the weight, the build. Um, so women hold on to unhealthy expectations. I think guys, here's a f- funny tip. Most guys are lazy. Mm. And I never wanted to go this route that on- women are our primary clients. Yes, but honestly, you have. It's not that we're. It's unbelievable. It's not that we're playing some game. We have men that walk in that say the words, I'm too lazy. Yeah. Honestly. Dad bod. You want to know what dad bod is? Here you go. Listen up, fellas. Your estrogen levels are so high, you don't even know you're a guy anymore. There's dad bod. That's All right. Scary. I'm content with myself. Dude, check yourself is what, <laughs> what that is. Dad bod says I'm lazy and I don't prioritize. Mm-hmm. I do not buy into that. I don't subscribe to it. Testosterone, moderately active person with testosterone can stay somewhat lean. Definitely. But if you have just neglected it and say, oh, I'm a dad, you don't understand. Dude, you're the hunter gatherer of the family. You are the one that's the defender, the forecaster, and the, the, you bring home the bacon. You are the guy that needs to lead by example. So when a family's role model has given up on themselves and they say dad bod is it, I'm getting spicy. You're getting spicy. I'm getting spicy. I just gave him a look. <laughs> that may slow down. <laughs> it, was the, it was the sideways out of the eyes. It like, doesn't. Whoa. I get it. You're busy. Okay. So let's, let's, let's curl back. So we're talking about assess. Mm-hmm. Have an honest assessment of yourself. Mm-hmm. Then to map out your, 
your goal? Where do you want? And I'm not talking pick some ridiculous weight because everyone talks about weight as the initial goal. And this happens with new clients. Weight's just, a, it's, it's an objective target to yes. pursue because you can't measure how good you feel. No. You can't measure how much water weight you carry. Mm-hmm. You can't measure inflammation. You can't measure, unless you go into blood tests, I really don't know what you look like from the inside out. Right. We've been talking for months and months now the true measure of health and fitness is what your blood work says. It's what your stress hormone profile says. It's what your adrenals are doing. When you start looking into body chemistry, anyone that's simply pursuing a number and you know who they are because they overtrain, they undereat, and they're obsessive about their lifestyle. Yes. They make it, they go beyond just living healthy and they go into the mode of, I'm going to make everybody know that I'm better and that I'm living this super ridiculously lifestyle where yes. I'm eating 800 calories a day yeah. and I'm training for two hours a day on nothing but cardio. I've got no muscle mass on my mm-hmm. body. So it does go in the wrong direction. If you're not doing regular physicals, it doesn't matter whether or not your insurance is going to pay for it or your copay. You, you need to get in. Even if you're in your 30s, it's a little young for someone to go start getting regular checkups. The way the medical industry works, it is a reactive care system. Yep. It's not proactive. And just because they do checkups as part of the plan, it doesn't mean they're really, they don't understand you. When you go in and and you're looking at blood work um, and you're looking at any lab work and it's got a reference range, the reference range consists of the majority of the population. That's where the majority falls. Mm -hmm. So if you fall in the average, the norm, the doctor says you're good. But if for the last five years, your blood sugar has steadily rose up, you don't know that, by the way, because you're not getting checks. You're mm-hmm. not getting figuring things out. Mm-hmm. The day you show up at the doctor, your blood sugar is 98. And the doctor goes, well, you're right in the range. You're good to go. But for the last five years, it's gone up a point every year. Yep. And what you've missed because you don't have the data is that you have, you're not gaining a whole lot of weight. You, know, you, you feel pretty healthy, but you can already see that your blood sugar over a decade has trended upward. And your first time to the doctor, you're still within range. Like, dude, you're cool. Mm-hmm. Well, five more visits from now, you go up five more points. You're now over 100 you're now higher risk for type 2 diabetes. But just two, three years ago, the doctor's like, no, you're normal. So the self-assessment should really not just be a, I, I look good or I don't look good in my own eyes. It Bingo. should be what is your insides look. It's got to be, like. fa- be factored into your assessment. Mm-hmm. So when you're sitting down and say, am I happy? Am I this? If your brain chemistry is truly right because your sleep is right, because your stress hormones are right, because your digestion, all these things play into proper brain chemistry, proper digestion function, proper, you know, activity level, and then your ability to actually move your body around. Mm-hmm. Having, having blood chemistry that hits all the middles. We had a dude, I spoke to a guy uh, a week ago, two weeks ago. Has nothing to do with his condition. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, he was easily 90 pounds overweight. Right. And the first thing he said to me is my doctor gave me a clean bill of health. Because he showed up in the norms. Yeah. He showed up in the middle ranges of all of his tests. And he's like, I'm good. I'm just here to lose a little bit of weight. And he had actually said on his own, I'm 90 plus pounds away from where I want to be. The doctor gave him a clean bill of health. Yeah, but what's scary, and you've said it, and I don't think that people really understand it. It's, you know, you not only have to see your numbers, you have to understand what they are. And if a scale of normal is from 1 to 75, if it's me, I want to be... And from one to 20, I don't want to be 70. 71. I don't even want to be over halfway. That's right. So even though your doctor says they're not concerned with how the numbers look, it is everything else you've talked about. Well, how do those numbers affect your sleep, your stress, your productivity, 
your ability to give everything you've got into a workout, your ability to process food. I mean, it's one of those, yeah, so your number might be average or your number might be normal, but are you sure that's enough for you? Like assess. And you got to have history to do that. Yes. So we um, do an assessment, understand what you physically want to be, how you want to feel, how you want to look. Mm-hmm. Okay. Guys should look like men. And, or you know what I mean? The hormones should be balanced enough that you can actually, there's, there's pec definition. There's uh, thin, low skin fold assessments in the tricep area. Mm-hmm. Those are areas that are androgen. So those are more guy sites. Mm-hmm. So when there's a lot of fat that builds up around the pec, you can look at yourself in the mirror and tell that if you don't have that cut under your pec, you've got likely estrogen dominance going on in your body, low testosterone. You're not in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. So ha- just have a look. The- so basically if you want to, you want your body to run like a man, Pay attention to Absolutely. features of it. <laughs> I'm telling you, dad bod, low sex drive. Mm-hmm. They're not male. You're not male anymore. or you're, You've drifted so far away from where your potential is mm-hmm. that it's not about just being happy with the way you look. It's what's going on on the inside. Exactly. By the way, high estrogen, you run the risk of prostate problems later. Yeah. You know, so you're not just like, well, I can deal with it, dude. No, man. Now you're looking at prostate health. Yes. Because estrogen think- and the prostate don't go well in hand. Yeah. And this is our... our, our life is just very funny because there's so many people that they'll talk to me and they'll be like, well, you know, it's almost like they think that fitness professionals are judgy. And it's like, do you understand if you, we are always looking at you from the inside out. It is not, if you love your dad bod and you're happy in it, that's fine. You love your dad bod. Dad bods are getting picked on hard. (laughs) But they are getting picked on. But like, you're absolutely right. Like men shouldn't have. Boobs boobs that's right and you shouldn't you shouldn't shouldn't. cry at shows on the oxygen channel (laughs) you got up the oxygen (laughs) channel at least you didn't say like bravo or something (laughs) if you weep at oxygen but it's the same and you know we'll pick on i'll i'll do the complete flip and i'll pick on the women that are five eight and a half and they weigh 105 pounds and they have no sex drive they have no period they've got they look like they're miserable people and their coloring is off the, so what's going on on the inside? The, the problem right now is that someone that does want to improve their bodies and improve their health and lifestyle, there is no middle. You're either extremely to the, to the right where you're overweight or you're extreme to the left where you're malnourished, mm-hmm. atrophied, and you've lost skin color and, and all the, the, the normal exactly. way body functions. And as a fitness industry, here's what, here's what crappy trainers and crappy gyms are focused on. You ready? What was your calories today? I know. How many reps did you do? I know. What's your deadlift, dude? Bro, did you, yeah. bro how much did you did lift? You set a personal record. Dude, did, what did you lift? Oh, you wasn't worth your time. You were slow. I've had people that didn't hit their numbers and say it wasn't even worth coming in today. I know. Okay, so there's an example of if your trainer or your gym or your fit influential person is hyper-focused on your performance. Yes. And you're not a college athlete. You're not a professional athlete. Yes. You're a middle-aged, well, 20 to 40-year-old working professional that goes to bed too late, gets up too early, works too hard, and parties on the weekends, mm-hmm. and your sleep is crapped up. Mm-hmm. There's the majority of the population. Yep. And then somewhere in that, that pile of irregularity, proper, proper body function, proper, improper hormone function, in the middle of that mess, you're trying to hit a goal weight yes. that makes you feel good about yourself. So jacked up. It's not working. It's broken. Okay. When 
our, our program Shapeshift focuses in on this. Mm-hmm. We still haven't done a show just dedicated to Shapeshift, but the focus is you on the inside out. Right. You know, it's funny too, along that same line, if you, let's say that every day you come into the gym and your goal is that you burn 500 calories, but then you're not fueling your body on the other side. You're checking your, your exercise goal box, but it's not actually doing anything for you. If you're not getting physicals, if you are not eating properly, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So your, your weight goal, as far as what you can lift or your cardio goal with how fast you can do that mile run, if yep. you don't know what's going on with you, those numbers mean squat. How many runners have you heard that have dropped over dead? It, uh, I, crossfitters, I even, cro- I, crossfitters that died in people's gyms. Exactly. I know some. Yes. So. Yes. And it's like somebody could, somebody could look at you and be like, oh my God, Brian's body, you know, it's sculpted. It's amazing or whatever. I love your body because I know what's going on in the inside. I, I know that I'm going to have you around. So if you, if your doctor said to you, you know what, Brian, you're getting lean. I need you to gain a little bit to make yourself healthier, make yourself healthier on the inside. Go for it. Yep. It's exact opposite too. If your doctor is saying you need to lean out and you're not going to give up soda, you got some issues. There's, this is where it gets into the psychology. This was the whole start of when we started this conversation. Where you are today, what your expectations are for the next three years. Mm-hmm. It's hard enough for me to get people to think about fitness 365 days away because people are, it's, it's hard to get people to commit to something over six months. Right. Three months is tough. Six months is freaking hard. Mm -hmm. After a year, they haven't changed their lifestyle and they're wondering why there hasn't been any improvements in the gym. Mm -hmm. So here's the big tip. And this, I'm not responsible for this. I can't remember who I heard it from first, so I won't miscredit it. Exercise is for wellness. Mm -hmm. This is for brilliant. I wish I could remember who said it. Exercise is for wellness, not weight loss. Mm -hmm. Your lifestyle feeds your ability to be active, but there's no extra credit for being active. Mm -hmm. So for you to say, oh, I checked the box. I went to the gym today. That's like saying I breathe today. Right. All right. So you don't get any extra credit for it. It should be different. You should challenge your body a little bit. That's true. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're muscular and strong and that your joints are good. Absolutely. You don't need acrobatic, crazy, wicked fitness to make yourself healthy. Right. The weird thing is, is that when people don't hit the exercise because of their commute, they get injured, their family, kids, soccer, kids, homework, whatever it is, they don't go to the gym. They have decided well, my entire regiment of living healthy evolved, revolved around that one hour at the gym. And exactly. if I'm not at the gym, I give up on all of it. Yes. What's the point? I'm not working out. I'm not going to lose weight. I'm also just wait until I can go get my fitness on. Mm-hmm. We have people that say they'll reach out. They've left the gym. They come back like, Hey, I'm thinking about coming back, but you know, I'm really busy. You know, I just, I just can't commit yet. I just want to let you know that I was still thinking about you guys. And that when I have the time, mm-hmm. I'll start living healthy again. Mm-hmm. Well, what about the rest of the stuff? Oh, I'm too busy to do that. So now we've got an issue where the gym has become the centerpiece. Your trainer is telling you that you need to crush yourself and crush your life, but they don't have the skills or the ability to address your lifestyle right. or your blood chemistry or your, you know, your, your hormone profiles. Mm-hmm. You need to have that real conversation. Dig into what you really want and where you're not happy. If, you're, if you've got stuff bubbling over your pants every day and you're not happy... You can either do something about it or get bigger pants. Yep. But don't be obsessed about that thing that's making you feel miserable. Yes. Find a way not to be miserable. Yes. And that doesn't mean keep buying new pants. That just means you're wearing clothes that are too small. Yes. 
Who is going to feel good doing that? So find ways to help yourself out. Yes. Um, Until you get to, and I don't think there's anything wrong with going up a size if you're, number one, as long as your doctor's not saying lose weight and you're gaining weight. But if it just means you've got to get through a couple weeks till you can get things back on track, I'm sorry, but I wouldn't want to sit there, unbutton my pants at the end of a day and have all those lines or where you could see the button because they were so miserable. Like... And it's going to be your focus for the days, but how bad you it feel. It is. It is. You said something also the other day that was pretty remarkable, and it was the uh, idea. Thank you. It was pretty good. Um, I write them down when they're special. <laughs> Which means you have three. I have one piece of paper. <laughs> it's a post-it. It's a post-it. It's a mini post-it. It's still on the one side, too, though. <laughs> but it was, um, you had talked about how if you always have five pounds to lose, yes, that means you're you're still living a fun life. Yes. So... You don't have to, if you're like, my goal's 180, my goal's 140 or I'm not going to be happy, yeah. but you always roll in at 145, 146. That means you're living a lifestyle that lets you have fun, hang out with some friends, have a drink every once in a while, yes. and you're still only five pounds off your mark. That's a great place to be. It is. Five above and five below your norm for the year. I so know. I usually clock I in around 190, 195. Yes. And I know that if I'm 187 to about 197... I'm good. I know that I'm only a week or two away from either being as heavy and big as I want to be or as lean and cut as I want to be. Exactly. That pendulum, remember, the body is never in homeostasis. Right. You cannot hit your goal weight and be like, I made it. I made it. And if I just do God, what I'm I doing wish. right now forever, well, guess what, ladies? Until <laughs> it's that time of month, your weight's going to go back up. Or yes. if it's hot outside and your skin's all bloaty and clammy, exactly. it's going to go back up. Oh, yeah. And But find that spot where you're like, okay, I know that 99% of my clothes fit when I'm at this weight and yep. I look like this, then just have something that handles the one or two pounds up and below. Exactly. You don't need to be on that number to be successful. And no. if you're chasing five pounds forever, that's okay. Yes. And that's where I think the moderation comes into play. So if you're within, you know, a healthy weight for you and a weight that makes you happy and you want to have a couple beers on the weekend with your loved ones and your friends, then you can do it. You're but good. You, yep. But you know, that's, that to me is the moderation. It's not the couple beers every day because I like beer. It's like, hey, wait a minute. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm looking good. You know, my last physical was good. My next one's coming up. I'm going to enjoy life. And I'd, I'm sorry, but I always said I'd rather have an extra five on than never get to enjoy any part of my life that might include a piece of pie. I don't know where you, that came from. But. No, but you, or a glass of wine. You nailed it. Ooh, if yeah, you if you're always living to where you've hit your bottom number and you've yeah. got that number where in your mind it's messed up and we all have it. Well, if I don't, if I don't weigh under 140, if I see a mm-hmm. four on my scale, then my life is over. Exactly. You are an antisocial, yes. over-exercising, yes. under-eating person. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It is a terrible spot yep. to live in. And I think you also, most of the people I've talked to, that life that they're living, they don't love. They're always trying because then once you reach that number, then you start picking apart something on you or you start saying things like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's so easy to maintain this weight, lies. And and you know that if you're, you're one biscuit away from your, cycle, your psyche being just totally destroyed. Exactly. Okay, so let's recap. Um, very pertinent conversation to have with yourself and with somebody that loves you mm-hmm. so that you guys can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. One, and I know I've given these numbers before. I don't know if it's 100%. Ladies, you want to aim for 20% body fat. Right. 
ish. Okay. But 20% you're still having periods. 20% you still have a good sex drive. 20% you're, everything's still working around the still way. You should. Boobs. You still got boobs. Nothing's gone. <laughs> Guys, you should be able to see somewhat the outline of your abdomen. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't need a six pack. You just want to be able to discern your love handles from your lower body. Exactly. Okay. Right. That's fair. That and pay attention to where the pec crease is, the mm-hmm. pec and the triceps. Um, guys probably look and feel and have the greatest amount of testosterone around 12 to 15%. Mm-hmm. Now you're not getting a whole lot of interference. This doesn't count. Not that you're going to care what this means, but if you are military or you travel the world and you've been exposed to funky stuff, right. heavy metals, toxins, pollutants, they're called xenoestrogens. When they get in the body, they don't go away. Right. All right. So heavy metal exposure, it stays there. It interferes with testosterone. If you've done and tried everything and you cannot get the weight off, you might have something else going on. Right. But hey, guess what? Ding, ding. No blood tests. You don't know. Right. So again, don't sit there and starve and train, starve and train. If it's not coming off within four to six weeks, you need to go get the numbers looked at and figure out what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. If your adrenal profile is off, you will not lose weight. Cortisol high all day long, all day night, all day and all night, and you don't sleep, you're not getting the weight off, dude. I don't care how hard you try. Exactly. You're just going to drive yourself into the ground, make yourself miserable and everyone else around you. Yes. Um, (laughs) So last thing, I keep saying last thing. There's so much on this I wanted to talk about. Eating clean, stop saying that. I know. Okay, because unless you're eating single ingredient foods only- all day on a predictable yes, and then you've tested for food sensitivities, you understand what your body does and how it reacts- just say, I think I'm eating clean. Yes. Okay. Or I'm eating okay, because that's the truth. Nobody eating clean has got a weight problem. No, not one. There's other things going on. So let's just have a conversation. Yep. If your trainer doesn't know what's going on, find another trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, I got some news for you. The guy that tells you to run, run, row, row, run, run, row, row, that's not the guy you want to talk to. Nope. All right. Um, we love everybody that listens. Mm-hmm. We love everyone that's that we have contact with. It's the reason we got into the business. It's the reason we go through the highs and the lows mm-hmm. of trying to make people better versions of themselves. We cannot want your goals more than you want them. No. And if you can't have an honest conversation about where your path is, the old you has to die before the new one even has a chance to live. Mm-hmm. You cannot carry your crap and your bad nutritional habits and your boozing and your partying and your crappy sleep you cannot carry that forward and expect to hit ladies 20% body fat. Unless you've always been there. If you've yes. always oh, been yeah. 20% your whole life, fine. You can maintain rock yes. on. The majority of the population is not you. Nope. Guys, same thing. You want to get rid of dad bod, you need to cut down on the food, you need to cut down on the wheat and the dairy and all the other heavy, toxic, inflammation, heavy load foods mm-hmm. and start looking at some things objectively for your family. You all, us, we can get away with it for a while, but you need to change your lifestyle or your doctor will change your lifestyle for you and you won't have a choice. Yep. Once you're diabetic, you're diabetic. Once you get high blood pressure, and I mean consistent high blood pressure and you're not hypertensive, mm-hmm. you now have high blood pressure. Once you have co- uh, cholesterol management issues, assuming that there's genetic history and things going on in there, you guys, the doctors are going to be pushing you on blood thinners and statins and, and you're done. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking at copays and you're looking at doctor visits and you're looking at a forced lifestyle, which sucks. I I can't even imagine it. If it's on your terms, you're in control. So make the changes while you're still in control and you'll see the progress. Amen. Freaking luxury day. Luxury. Luxury. And yep. You, yep. Brilliant. Anything else to add? No, I think I'm I think I'm good. I talked I talked at you most of this. You did. It was good. I wish somebody I'd love to I sometime I'm gonna take a picture of what you do when we do podcasts and I'm gonna post it. But for f- now I'm just gonna leave that out there. I could fidget. Keep it interesting. Yes. 
right now there may or may not be headphones wrapped all around his hands. (laughs) (laughs) There could be a really long cord. Quiet. I'm going to strangle you. It looks like that old game that you'd play with string. I don't remember what you call it. It was um, with like yarn. Yes. Or two people did it. What was that exactly. called? Exactly. I don't know. We're going to have to look it up and then maybe get some yarn. I remember how to make a bridge and you fold it under. Exactly. And that was it. And I couldn't do the rest. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. All right, uh, y'all. Please share. If um, if this is if this has resonated with you, please, we want to hear it. It doesn't have to be in a public forum. Message us. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know someone that would be beneficial to hear this, hopefully we didn't do anything that's going to cause more emotional damage on somebody. And this is coming across as, <laughs> hey, honey, you know, maybe you should listen to this. These guys have some ideas that might work for you. The Sweeney's were talking to you. <laughs> if you think this is going to make somebody cry, don't share it. <laughs> that's not our goal. That's not our goal. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Please share. We love you. Thank you very much. Thank you. See you on the next one. Bye.